This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's match day. It is stoppage time, an abbreviated one as we get ready for Atlanta United and Toluca in the American Family Insurance Cup tonight at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There's new kits. There's new players. There's all kinds of new stuff to talk about. Trophy on the line. Yeah. Trophy on the line. We'll go to pens if it's not decided in 90 minutes. We've got to hand out a trophy tonight. I can't wait. Um, I It's it's kind of tricky in a way. And we, we, we spoke to Gonzalo Pineda about it yesterday. You're trying to balance that. Like this is a preseason game. There are preseason things and objectives that you're trying to accomplish tonight, but yet, you know, you're going to have this huge crowd at the bends. You want to entertain them. Uh, you're excited about playing in front of a crowd like this. You're excited about playing for, or playing against a team like Toluca, who, by the way, is bringing very close to a fully first-choice side to Atlanta tonight. Like, this is not – you're not going to see anyone in number 200 tonight for Toluca, uh, with maybe one exception. One exception. Uh, There Uh, might be a couple. You'll see 190, I think, for sure. There there will be a couple more. numbers, but I think only one in the 200s. But they're going to have a lot of first-choice guys in the group tonight as well. Um, So it's weird, right? Like, you're trying to – you're trying to accomplish things that you need to accomplish in your second-to-last preseason fixture. You're trying to stay healthy. You're trying to do everything you have to do to put yourself in the best position for next Saturday. But you still want to give the fans something that's entertaining and competitive tonight. And I think we're going to get that. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. I think the atmosphere in the building is going to be outstanding. I think there's going to be a lot of Toluca fans there, which is cool. Uh, And it's going to have really one of the more unique feels for a a match that we have ever called, Jason, because it's a friendly, it's preseason, but I think there's going to be some edge to it. And I think you're going to see both teams really going for it tonight within the confines of being responsible about it, if that makes sense. Maybe a lot like the the friendly they played down at Leonis Negros in uh, 2020, where you're kind of at the end of the preseason. 
Leonis Negros, which is a second division team, you know, they're, they're in form, you know, they're, they're, they're a couple matches into their season and it, it felt really competitive. It felt like a, an ordinary regular season match, but in the end, you're, you're trying to get out of there healthy without killing each other. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to have tonight. Yeah, and we want to do want to take some questions. So if you have them, put them in the comments section, whether you're watching on Facebook or on Twitch. Uh, we'll try to get to as many of those as possible before we wrap. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot of different things in play tonight. Uh, Toluca is going to come into this sixth in the Liga MX table. Uh, this season, they've played six games. They play again on Sunday. They played last Sunday. It was a big game last Sunday. It was their 106th anniversary uh, on the day. Uh, being founded in 1917, and they got a win over Cruz Azul. The game coming up is not just any game on the following Sunday. It's a rematch of the final from last year against Pachuca. Toluca lost in that final. They're going to be looking for some revenge. That's why I was a little surprised that their travel roster is so heavy first team. I thought we might see more of their U-20s. We will see some. There's probably about five or six that are with the group. There's a few first-choice players that are not here. There's a few that I think are probably going to be on a fairly significant minutes restriction. They've been dealing with some injuries in in their squad, but they're going to take this game very seriously. And while I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys play 90, although you could see a handful, I think the guys who play, if you go 45 in this game, you're going to be asked to bring it for 45. It's not just going through the motions, work out the kink, start to get fit. No, it's play at full intensity. We're not going to ask you to do that at 90 minutes yet or in this game that is for a trophy but isn't for the biggest trophy. So you've got to balance that. But when you're on the pitch – you're expected to play at full intensity in this match. Whether you are an Atlanta United first-choice locked-in starter like Tiago Almada, like Luis Araujo, or you are an Atlanta United two-player who's getting the opportunity to impress and mix with the first team, uh, we're going to see some of those guys. Nick Firmino is one who's played a lot in preseason with the first-choice group. Or if you're an Atlanta United Academy player like Alan Carlton, like Luke Brennan, guys who are not on pro contracts, but have been with the first team all through preseason. And again, not just making up the numbers. They've played well. Gonzalo Pineda has been very impressed with their work. And what's fascinating about this one tonight, Mike, is there is a trophy on the line. It goes to penalties if it's a a draw in regulation. There's no extra time. But you're likely going to see those kinds of players on the field at the end. And if it's a tight game, they're going to be feeling a different level of pressure than they've ever felt, which is great. And which is what's needed because preseason doesn't often get that. Which is the really what makes this so unique. You're right. You don't really ever get a preseason fixture like this, where you're going to have probably at least thirty thousand fans in the building tonight against one of the top sides from a good league. It is a heck of an opportunity for guys like Nick Firmino, Luke Brennan. Alan Carlton, uh, Kofi Tumasi, Noah Cobb, um, who have played a lot in this preseason. I think they've played well. From what I have gleaned from the last 24 hours is that Gonzalo Pineda really looks at the St. Louis match on Saturday as the, okay, you know what? 
match day minus seven. We're going to treat it like it is a regular season match day minus seven. Seven days uh, is the usual gap between matches. So we're going to play our first choice group as close to 90 minutes as we can on Saturday. Tonight, it's not about load management, although it is for Brad Guzan and Miles Robinson, and that's why they're not playing tonight. It's not necessarily about load management, but it's about giving the players that we just mentioned one final meaningful opportunity now uh, to go up against really high-quality, high-caliber players, even if Toluca has some of their U-20s in in the second half, mm-hmm. some of their triple-digit numbers in, in the second half. they're in the same situation as Atlanta's young players. They're going to be asked to play exactly full right. intensity and full quality. Yep, exactly right. So I can't wait. I think it's it's a great opportunity for everyone. I think it's an especially great opportunity for the, the young men that I mentioned. But I, I think also, too, look, I, I want to see, is can Luis Arushu maintain this goal-scoring form that he suddenly fallen into here in the preseason. He had two more goals against uh, Cruz Azul last Wednesday. He assisted on the Almada goal. Almada was involved in two of the three goals on Wednesday. Um, where do we see Machop Chol tonight, if at all? Uh, you know, there were reports that down in Mexico, Chol played striker. Did yeah, he'll play that? up top. He will. Yeah. That, that's and, something that, that Gonzalo is, I think, looking to see more of because it's a competition right now for the number two spot. You know, Yorgos Yakamakis is going to be the starter when he's ready to go. Work visa has to get done. Keep your fingers crossed. It's there's really nothing Atlanta United can do on that. Everything's been filed. It's just waiting on the the stamp of approval. But the backup forward position, Jackson Conway has been here for a while. You know what you're going to get out of Jackson Conway. His game is very well known at this point. Machop Chol as a number nine is unknown. He has a lot of qualities that suit the role but he doesn't have experience playing in the role. So it's a little bit of a let's see what we have with him and get a better feel for can he impact games as a number nine? If he can, that could end up getting him on the field a little bit more than being a reserve winger where there is a lot of quality for Atlanta United. And it, again, creates pressure. It creates competition, which is what you always want for playing time. Right. One other thing I really want to see tonight is how this looks in the holding midfield for Atlanta United, because we know that Sosa cannot play in the first two regular season matches. And it sounds like just based on usage and training off to the side and all of that, that Ozzy Alonso, I would doubt, is going to be the starting holding midfielder against no. San Jose. No. So Franco Abara has been in that position for a lot of this preseason. I would assume just playing the numbers game because there was a report yesterday that Sadich didn't train. That he did it's not. Pro- so it's probably going to be a bar at tonight. All right. Well, if Sadich is training off to the side right now, not playing tonight, if Sosa is ineligible, and if Ozzy Alonso is still not there yet, I think connecting the dots, we could be looking at Franco Ibarra being the sixth potentially against San Jose next Saturday. Good test for him tonight, in my opinion, if that's where he lines up. Um, or how if that's not how it lines up, how does Pineda kind of problem solve this situation? I, I think that's that's one of the things that's in my John Nelson spot shadow tonight. Um, and John, by the way, will be on the broadcast with us. I'm excited about that. John will be our, uh, our pit side reporter. Really excited. Um, but that, to me, is one of the things that, that I'm going to be 
very, very closely keeping an eye on tonight. Just because it's a little bit unresolved in flux, whatever you want to say about it going into next Saturday. I think it's a little bit of process of elimination because the, the really the only other solution would be Mateus Hosechi playing as the six, which we've seen. He's played it. He's played it for Gonzalo Pineda. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I think it's most likely that we'll see Hosechi and Ibarra together behind Tiago Almada. And Hosechi might have to stay a little deeper to help Franco Ibarra play in that role. Whereas with Santiago Sosa, he's going to be able to be a little more free to get forward because Sosa is good as the single pivot in that number six role, whereas Ibarra's experience is a little bit more in a double pivot. Again, like when we talk formations and we talk shapes, they're fluid. So don't get too hung up on, oh, Hosechu is, is not standing right next to Franco Ibarra for right. 75% of the game. So, ah, no, that's just it's, the game <laughs> will take you different places. But I think Hosechu with Ibarra, and especially knowing that I think one of Ibarra's strongest qualities is his ability to go hunt the ball and regain possession for Atlanta United. Hosechu might have to maybe have eyes in the back of his head to see, okay, Ibarra has left the position to go chase one. I got to drop in and play that role. Whereas with Sosa, he's not going to go hunt as much. He's going to sit and stay connected to the center backs. You have to know the personalities of the guys around you. And I think, Hosechu and Ibarra are playing together a good bit in preseason. They're comfortable with one another in that role supporting Tiago Almada. You want to get to some questions? Let's do it. I think we have to start with a birthday boy, Airborne okay. DJ. Uh, Tom, it is my understanding it is your birthday today. That's what the fact book told me. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Tom. He wants to know, is Yorgos Yakimak is going to start on the 25th? I, can't I think we'd you. all like to know that right now. <laughs> Nobody I, I can tell you. would like to know that. It's completely out of the club's control. Yeah. This is, and it's nothing new. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. Visa processes work at their own pace, and sometimes it comes down to the country processing the yeah. visa. I think Almada had this issue last year, if I remember at, correctly. Right? Everybody, I mean, every player who comes to the U.S. Has, has an issue with it. It just depends on how long it takes. So, I mean, everybody goes through it. And for a while there, and maybe this is a little bit of the, the worry, during COVID times, they were very slow. And that was for whether you're a pro athlete or not, getting your, right. your visa and getting green cards and getting paperwork done was incredibly slow. It's picked back up. And I think we're back to more of a normal pacing. But there's no way to tell you. you know, If, if he is cleared and available to play, and work in the United States, I think he starts on the 25th. If he's not, then he won't. You know, it's that simple. No fitness concern or anything nah, like that? I think he'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> will he be able to go 90 on the 25th? That's the question. But I think he can get you into the second half at a minimum. So uh, my guess is he would start. Christopher Abel wants to know if we think we'll see at the end tonight. Don't think so. Um, I, I think it's a little more likely that if he's available to play, They'd like to have him for Saturday, is my guess, which is a little bit more of that simulation of the opener. In a game like this one, where it's going to be you know, more of a, a mix and match because it's a midweek, you've got another game in a few days, you are thinking about players coming back from injury, players dealing with a knock, all that kind of stuff. I'd be surprised if we saw Etienne. I think it'd be more likely that he's available 
in a reserve role on Saturday mm-hmm. against St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Emilio wants to know, was the Etienne injury after he was signed by Atlanta or was it when he was with Columbus? Columbus. He says, yeah, and he says he thought he heard it was with Columbus, yeah. but that's not typical, is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, people get injured. Um, it wasn't anything that, you know, was a surprise. It wasn't anything that was a deal breaker. It was, he's going to be a little slow getting up to speed in preseason. You didn't sign him for three months. You signed him, you know, for a long-term contract. So they knew that coming in. No, but nothing was withheld. This isn't one of the situations like we're seeing in the NBA, you know, where you have injury reports not being shared. Everything was known. Uh, a couple of questions about where the broadcast is tonight. And Brandon, you're right. It is not on Apple TV. I know there's been some confusion about that. It's on Peachtree TV. Uh, and I know there have been a lot of questions about the stream. Uh, this is what I've been told, that there's going to be a stream available on the Peachtree TV website. Yes. I was also told that there's a Peachtree TV app, although I was not able to find it when I was searching. Uh, but streams will be made available tonight. I do not know what the geo-blocking situation is, so I, I want to... I want to preface everything with that. I, I don't know if there's geo-blocking on it or not. Um, and I, quite frankly, in the world of the new Apple TV deal, I don't know if all of those rules have changed or not. So don't hold me to that. But uh, I have been told that there will be a stream on the Peachtree TV yeah. website tonight. The audio stream, Jason and I are doing a radio TV simulcast. You can definitely get the audio on the Odyssey app, Star 94, We'll have it tonight, the Odyssey app, and that'll be the TV audio. So, uh, and you can get that anywhere in the world. Uh, that is not GeoBlock. So, uh, that'll be the case for tonight's match and only tonight's match. Peachtree TV, and then everything goes to Apple starting next Saturday. Yeah, massive shout out to Peachtree TV and Atlanta United for making this happen because yeah. I'm almost certain that this is the only televised preseason game across Major League Soccer this year. I'm almost positive you're right. Uh, and I can tell you this is a, a first-rate crew we're working with tonight. This is the crew that produces the Falcons preseason games on Channel 5. So uh, I think you guys will be really impressed with the production quality tonight. It's told they're going to have 12 cameras, uh, which it's is a big deal for a preseason game. <laughs> That's For any game, <laughs> for MLS Cup, having 12 cameras is a lot. So... Uh, and uh, we're excited to work with Emily Gagnon from uh, CBS 46. I'm sorry, excuse me, Atlanta News First. I keep forgetting they've they've changed that now. Uh, she's our pre-match and post-match host. As we said, John Nelson's going to be on the, the touchline reporting for us, so really excited about the broadcast tonight. I think we're going to have a really good time. That'll start at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Christopher wants to know if Yakimakis is training with the team or if he's not allowed to do that until his work visa is done. He can't because of the work visa. Uh, and that's part of the issue with just being able to work in the United States and training is part of that. So, uh, you know, he's not. And that's something that you wish wasn't the case. But I'm sure that plans have been handed to him. I'm sure he has plenty of videos to know exactly what Gonzalo Pineda wants him to do. I'm sure he is able to work out on his own and get everything done in terms of fitness to be ready to roll. 
Same deal with Abram, by the way. Yeah, um, same situation. The exact same He's at least a week or so ahead in terms of the process of when things were filed. So he's far more likely for the 25th, but he has not received his work visa as of yet that I know of. Um, I did see some reporting out of Peru that he had gotten it, but I have not heard that officially yet. So it should be pretty close when it comes to Luis Abram. Lots of comments on the uh, Twitch pitch about the kit, which uh, officially got revealed today, although there have been photos out there for some time. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're the five stripes again. I like it. We uh, you know, we don't have to have that controversy about whether or not we can call them the five stripes anymore. There were oh, can narratives. we stop with controversies and narratives in 2020? There are narratives about they aren't the five stripes anymore. Oh, well, that, that narrative is put to bed. But no, I like it. Um, it, it's um, it's an homage to how it all got started, but it is just a little bit different with the the red and the black um, inverted from uh, where it was in 2017 and 2018. As I talk about all the time, the only thing I care about is that the numbers and names are legible. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as far as I know, uh, it's gold numbers on a red back. So that, that should be just fine for us. Yeah, it looks similar in terms of, of the back to how it looked in, in 17 and 18, which will we'll work out. That'll be fine. Um, the thing that I like the, the most about it, honestly, about the whole kit is that it's red socks with black trim. I, I love that. Um, the black socks with black shorts with the striped shirt is good. The red sock look with black socks or black shorts and the striped shirt is better, in my opinion. I love it. So the whole kit to me is what works. Yeah, I, and it, you know that that's a point that was actually made to us yesterday. Like you may have seen the shirt, but you haven't seen the whole kit. Now we've seen the whole kit, uh, and I'm with you. I, I think it's a really sharp look. The forest kit is going to be the secondary kit again yep. this year. I know there was some confusion about that. So and that's really grown on me over time too. The forest, yeah, I, I liked it, it but I, it's really grown on me a lot. It is uh, unquestionably my favorite. Atlanta United secondary kit of all the ones they've worn without question. Well, I know the concrete, there's the concrete and strawberry is, is a favorite. I of mine. know there's nostalgia for concrete and strawberry. I know there's nostalgia for it. <laughs> um, I, I prefer the forest. I just think it's a little bit different. And again, legible numbers. Yes. The, the Kings kit, the numbers vanished. Uh, the, that light gold on white, the peach kits, very, very difficult, but um, Brandon. Yes. New kit is being worn tonight. Is there going to be a third kit this season? I have not heard of that. I don't um, know. Um, I think it's a possibility. If if then I think there were certain, if I remember right, from the announcement last time out, you had to hit a certain sales threshold, and I don't know if that's changed or what. I want to say it was a million kits, but I'm I'm a million shirts. I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but you had to hit a certain threshold to basically unlock a third kit. And I don't know if they hit it or not. They're going to be in that ballpark, though. So it's possible, but I have not heard anything as of yet. Zach wants to know if we have any reaction to the Bruce Lee Sounders kit. It's cool. Um, it doesn't think I don't think of Seattle when I see it. Um, and I know there's a Bruce Lee Seattle connection. That, that's not it. It's just you get to and, and look it's a secondary kit so you can get a little creative with it but i never think of red with seattle in anything um 
I think the Sonics used it later for like a minute as a secondary color in the it's late nineties. Color, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't. I just don't think of that. So it's a cool shirt, but I don't know it. I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. the The secondary kit that has come out that shocked me and that I I really like it is Colorado, which I'm usually not a fan of the wild and crazy shirt. I, I mm-hmm. like some creativity, but the Colorado one that works. And look, it's a it's a white with you know predominant light blue in it and that kind of stuff, which fits them. So it feels Colorado. It's a cool look. I did not expect the the Rapids to to come with something like that. I'm impressed. <laughs> Seattle, you expect cool stuff, but Colorado, impressive. Well, I, I didn't. I disliked Seattle's last secondary kit, the blue and the orange, because I, I thought liked they looked that more than this one. I just I just thought they looked like Cincinnati. Like the the hmm. blue and the orange to me did not fit what I perceived to be the the color scheme of a Seattle team. Yeah. You know, which, which is green and blue. To Seahawks, Mariner. To be fair, though, the, the forest kit for Atlanta is, also, is very different. Yes. No, that's true. So that's, it's, it's right. a fine line in that. And, and look, it's one of those that almost every time you come out with this kind of stuff, you're going to have some people who love it straight out of the gate. The crazier it is, you're going to have some people who pound the, the desk and, and want tradition. And then over time, the, the shirt becomes memorable, memorable because of what happens in it. And yeah. that's what changes it. Like the, the peach kit to me is a super special one for Atlanta mm-hmm. United because of what they did in that shirt. And when mm-hmm. I see it, I have very warm feelings about it because of that. So yeah, I mean, they're shirts and you know, <laughs> look, there, there's a sales thing that you have to go through to, to make new kits and, sell new ones every two years and look as part of the deal as sports fans we all know this every club does it every team does it but it's about the memories with the shirt to me ultimately that kind of drive how i feel about it so very well said yeah so very well said you're absolutely right look i mean the the king's kit i have a lot of negative memories of the king's kit and (laughs) calling games off monitors and, and uh you know, crashing out of the playoffs in New York City. Like, I, there's a lot of not very fun memories about the Kings kit. I agree with you 100% on the Peach kit. There, there are a lot, and even in the 19 season, too, yeah, a lot of really absolutely. special moments, a lot of big, big wins, a lot of great. So, I very well said. I mean, I, I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why the Strawberry and Concrete is so popular still even today. Because there is that nostalgia factor. And it was a one and done. So that one is kind of unique in that it was only a one season deal. And you had two different looks with it, with the red shorts and with the white shorts, depending on the opponent. So there were some unique things about it. I do, since the black kit is no more, I liked what they went with with that a lot. It it had five stripes. They were just very very small. It kind of had a little bit of an Ajax feel for it. With yeah, the, but the but again, the, 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 the narrative was that they were trying to downplay being the five stripes, and that's why the stripes were so small. That's what the uh, narrative. Narrative. <laughs> anyway, um, I I liked it over time, but yeah, in in a way, it's kind of a shame in that you know it wasn't two great years for the club in that shirt. So it's not going to have the same feelings that that some of the others will. 
Yeah. It's fun for us. It, it's fun to discuss. Yeah, it's fun it. as fans. Uh, I'm sure the team stores are going to be very, very busy over the next couple of days. That that's part of the fun too. Yeah, there's no um, right or wrong on these things outside of yeah. which one sells the most. That's the yeah. most important thing at exactly. the end of the day. So, I mean, uh, I see Five Stripe Dog says Jake has already asked for it for his birthday. I, I'm you with you. I get it. So, okay, uh, let's end it there. We're going to be on the air, Peachtree TV tonight, seven o'clock pre-match, seven thirty-nine will be the kickoff time. And I want you all to know something. If you're planning on coming to the match tonight, there is a Hawks game starting at the exact same time across the street. And the Hawks aren't playing the Hornets tonight. They're playing the Knicks. That's usually a very, very highly attended game. So be mindful of that. And I would strongly encourage, yeah, it's nice and warm out. I don't think it's raining right now. Marta might be a really, really good way to go tonight uh, to the match. So just keep that in mind if you're going. Kickoff 7.39 Eastern Time, Peach Street TV, and on the radio on uh, Star 94. Next week, Jason and I will be back here again, 2 p.m. Wednesday for stoppage time as we preview the MLS opener, Atlanta United, and San Jose Earthquakes. And it was a lot of fun this week starting to work on San Jose, Jason. The last time I had a San Jose board, Wando was on it. Florian Youngverth was on it. Uh, there's only two or three players from 2019 that are, that made my board uh, yep. for this year. So they're a very, very much different team. And they, I think, made a really good pickup in Jonathan Mensa, which we will get into next week. But I hope you enjoy match day today. We're going to have a lot of fun bringing it to you. And we will see you next week here on Twitch and the 92.9 The Game Facebook page. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.